0: Hello, alright, so today I'm going to talk about um, the glass wall phenomenon, something that I I read in that book, so we know what the glass ceiling is, like people trying to get up and and rise up and and do what they need to do to gain, um, I don't know, rights or freedoms, but um, with this, it isn't a question of rising; it's a question of staying. So that could include staying in your job, in your relationships, um, a room full of people. So I'm I'm thinking this means that it's as if there's this like glass wall between you know, neurotypical people and then atypical people, um, where it's like, I don't know, something like you see each other, but there's just something that just doesn't connect. Um, I mean, there's been many times where I've said certain things and like someone else can say the exact same thing and I'll get a completely negative reaction out of it. And so sometimes it's it's been explained to me that it's how I say it rather than what I do. So it's like, I'm just constantly reminded of how I'm different and it's not always like a verbal thing. Um, for example, a few months ago, there were several skaters that went to, um, this bar that they turned, or it was like a ping pong place and they turned it into a section where people could skate. Um, And so, I was like, okay, well, I I need to make some new friends. I've never been to this place. And so, I rode the bus out there. And I didn't stay very long. My goal was to stay until, like, 1030. I know, it sounds, like, crazy, right? Like, that's so early. But I was like, I need to stay at least an hour. Because I don't drink anymore. If I do, it's, like, a drink. Um... Just because I'm on medication and things like that and I shouldn't be mixing it. In the past I was on medication. I'd still be drinking. And I think that my body just grew, uh, um, like, allergic to it. Or, like, it couldn't take the abuse anymore. So, um, I just, I I don't like drinking anymore. Um, But, I mean, that's, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. The medication that I take helps with the anxiety. Um, but it's still, it's still not perfect. I mean, I can, I can, I can go out and, and do what I need to do. And, you know, but I do have my limits still. Um, so anyways, um, we were at this party and, or this, you know, club or whatever, and there were tons of of skaters there from the league. And So I try to, I see them grouped up, and they're a little group talking, and so I walk up, and I'm like, hey, and I'm trying to listen in on their conversation, and it's like, they just stop talking and disperse, and it just really reminds me of, like, middle school and high school, like, that when, that always has happened to me, and it's like, okay, well, am I not smiling enough? Am I staring at people? Um is it my age? Am I too old to be talking to them? Am I that creepy old lady that's like trying to hang out with the young people? I don't know. I'm 37. But and I, I feel like I don't look that old. But I mean, I, I could to someone else who's like 22. And they're like, Oh, man, she's like so old. I mean, I remember when I was that age, I'd be thinking the same thing. So I don't know. Is that why they don't want to talk? Like, I don't And then there's all these questions, and I have no idea what the answers are. Um, But, yeah, so I have this friend in Roller Derby who um, I've known, I don't know, since I came to Indianapolis. And she she told me one time that she didn't understand why I was so misunderstood by people. But she did say, when she first met me, she thought that I was a complete douchebag. Um, and then she just realized that it's just kind of like how I presented myself and that I really wasn't. So, you know, there, I do come across people that kind of get it and their understanding and and those people I'm really, uh, I'm really grateful for. We've got to have those people in our lives, but, you know, going back to this, uh, glass wall phenomenon, um and being able to have some sort of connection and consistency, I mean, I've just found it to be really difficult. Um, So I've been through a lot of leagues. The last, like, five, six, seven years have been really um, kind of chaotic for me. So I was raised in Houston. I grew up in Houston. um, And it wasn't until after, well, a few years before my mom passed, I, you know, had this big you know, idea to go to California with my friend. she ended up leaving a few weeks later, like, because she was just like, it was too much for her. And it wasn't exactly what she thought it would be. I was like, well, I'm already here. I'm not going to move back. Like, I really don't want to go back. I felt like that would be me, like, losing if I left. Losing to what? I don't know. My my own pride, probably. So I stayed for a while. Um, I was very depressed. Um, but i I made the best of it. I have some good experiences there, but um, so after why was I talking about that? Oh, yeah, 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 and then I moved back to Houston. my mom passed, and then I went to Hawaii for a couple of years, and then I went to Indianapolis to be closer to my mom's side of the family, and then that got all like crushed down, and so that's when I went to you know, Chicago, and I'm pretty good here. I'm feeling fine here. I don't feel like I'm going to need to move anytime soon. Um, I really don't want to move anywhere anytime soon. It's so exhausting. Um, and, but I mean, there's, the city has plenty of things and, and options and, uh, the weather's not so, so bad. I mean, it can get cold and stuff, but it's not too bad. Um, so yeah. When I moved to Hawaii, there was only one team on the island, and they just didn't get me. I didn't get them. I didn't underst- I just didn't understand why they were mad at me all of the time. Um, and it did to the point, you know, they would put me on probation, and because um, it's something I said on the internet or something. Um, and I, I, I tried to be on my best behavior, but I felt like I could never be myself. I couldn't say anything. If I said anything, like it would be interpreted wrong. And it was the same thing whenever I went to Indianapolis. Like it was just like and then I had transferred to another league nearby and it was just the same thing. It's just the same thing over and over and over again where it's just like yeah, there's this glass wall where people I don't know, they stay on one side and I'm on the other and it's like we're almost in the same reality, but, or in the same room, but we're not in the same room at all. Um, it's, it's really strange. Um, and you you know, that, that bleeds over into my professional life too. I wrote down how many jobs I've had in the last 10 years. Um, and it's a lot. I would say it's probably around... And this includes a couple of the, there were a couple of years, maybe one, two years where I needed to have a couple of part-time jobs to add on, add up to be like a full-time job. Like when I first moved to Hawaii, um, I had a couple of jobs here and there. Um, but yeah, so I've had maybe 17 or 18 jobs in the last 10 years, um, and I'm a teacher, so if you add that up, um, that's not a great record. <laughs> it's not. And it all boils down, well, uh, it boils down to a few things, not just the relationships. Um, and maybe it does boil down to relationships too, but also like there were many of those jobs that I left because of just meltdowns, um, having a meltdown and reacting in a very like chaotic kind of way that either made, um, the students feel uncomfortable or co-workers feel uncomfortable, because I didn't know what was going on with me, you know, um, and I wasn't, and they definitely didn't know what was going on with me, they just thought I was crazy or whatever, and then I just didn't, I just felt under, misunderstood, not knowing what was happening, so, um, yeah, I've had a lot of jobs, um, And it's hard because, you know, I every single time I get a new job, I'm doing my best to make and and to get the job here. Let me tell you, um, I can do really well with job interviews when I first start doing job interviews like the first couple really suck. Like, I have to get a rhythm. And and I think that rhythm is from masking and memorizing the types of questions that um, that are being brought to me, right? So, like, for a teaching interview, a lot of times you're asked the same types of questions. And so, you know, in the beginning, I would write down the responses um, and kind of try to have to memorize them. Um... And I still kind of would do that a little bit so that I don't stutter and and kind of just sit there and look like I don't know what I'm talking about when I definitely do know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, and so after maybe 10 interviews, I would kind of get on a roll, you know, and I'd be able to, you know, mask by presenting myself to be this really outgoing person that can put sentences together perfectly and whatever. And so I would get hired to these jobs that were not a good fit. You know, they were jobs that, you know, um, the the other people seemed nice and outgoing. But when they figured out who I really was, that I wasn't that person that they interviewed, it was just a big disappointment to them. I remember when I worked at Starbucks in college, um, the manager said, you aren't the person that I thought you were. And I didn't really know what she meant by that, besides, you know, I just took it as a sense of pride, like, oh, I'm just a hustler, you know, I can get any job, anywhere, anytime, um, but I didn't connect until, like, recently that when people say that, it's like, it makes you look like you're two-faced, or you're, you don't have, uh, I don't know, um, personality that they can trust. So, it's interesting, like, looking back and seeing how I behaved in the past and knowing what I know now about myself and being able to connect that. Um, to, and it just makes me feel better about my life, too, you know? Because, like, I didn't know. Um, and that's okay, because now I do. And the job that I'm at now... They really work with me and I have more resources to try to help myself control, um, different before I get to a breaking point, like I'm starting to recognize where my triggers are and everything. So I don't have these meltdowns and I don't just leave a job and, and have nothing else to back me up. And then I have to go through that whole cycle of, um, interview, 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 as practice and then, you know, masking and getting the wrong kind of job that doesn't really suit my personality. Um, yeah, um, as far as the I mean, I kind of talked about the whole staying in a room thing. So a room full of people is also a question of like if you're going to stay there um, with the, that whole connecting to people in the glass, the glass wall. Um yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm pretty good with being in large groups of people if I have a focus or an activity that I'm focusing on. Um I can't just go somewhere and not have a purpose. I can't just go somewhere and hang out, you know? It's uncomfortable for me. It bothers me like the the it, it's just I don't like it. Um, it's either like the sounds or the social awkwardness or just the people walking all over the place. Um, if I have a focus or an activity, then I'm okay. Um, that's why a lot of times I consider a lot of the social stuff that I do, like I would do brand ambassador jobs, which were kind of fun a lot of times. Like I went to, when I lived in Indianapolis, I would give these surveys for a phone company, And I mean, there were tons of people, crowds of people, loud music, bands, all that stuff. But I was fine because my purpose was to get, you know, 20 surveys and then I'd be done and I could go home. And so, again, the masking comes into place and that whole hustler attitude of, hey, you know, I'm going to get this done. I would get I would get done very quickly. Um, and, you know, chit chat with people and laugh and, you know, whatever, whatever. But my whole purpose wasn't, you know, my purpose was to get done with it, get the money, get done with it, and then feel good about myself that, hey, I did something today besides hang out at my house. And this was like an interesting activity. I'm not a complete weirdo, just staying at home. (laughs) Um... I mean, it's okay to stay home if you want to, but I just don't think it's healthy. I think you need to get out, you know, sometimes um, and interact with people. And so I find reasons to do that. That's why I like to do roller derby. That's my social activities. Um, you know, I'll, I'll volunteer for an NSOing or about or you know, whatever, and, um, you know, that's my focus activity, and then when I'm done with it, like, I kind of want to just leave, like, the last party I went to, I think it was around, my, my limit is, like, an hour and a half, and then, like, I'm kind of done talking to people, like, I have nothing else to say, um, and I want to leave and go to sleep, so, um, yeah, I was there for an hour and a half, I kind of meet, like, hung around for another 30 minutes before I was just like, yeah, I gotta go. Um, And, you know, nobody made a big deal out of it or anything, um, and that was fine. (laughs) Um, But I don't really, yeah, I don't really drink anymore, and so, like, you know, in the past, when I was younger, I would just drink excessively when I would do any kind of social events, and I think that was because of not just social anxiety, of just being able to deal with crowds of people and loud noises and, you know, movements and trying to connect through that glass wall of trying to connect with people. Um, a lot of times I would just think people were boring or uninteresting and I didn't want to I just didn't want to talk to them, and so I felt like I could be more like myself if I had been out in, like, the bar area, because people are drinking, they're having a good time, they're acting a little silly, and then I could be more like myself, like, I could say things that I want to say, and act how I want to act, and you're like, oh, she's just drunk, and it's like, well... Maybe, yes, but also, this is kind of who I am, <laughs> um, and I guess it's just acceptable because there's an excuse for it, um, and that was just a really bad kind of rabbit hole for me to get into. Um, it wasn't until the last year that I lived in Hawaii that I finally, like, a, a switch flipped for me, and I was just like, I can't keep doing this, like, I'm gonna get hurt, and um, I'm not going to go into details about what had happened, but, um, yeah, I, I did a lot of time, like, trying to get to know myself as much as I could, and ever since then, I've been trying to get to know myself, and, you know, it's a, it's a transition for sure, but, um, that whole glass wall, boo, uh, Something that's kind of cool, though, is that I've been doing a lot, like, well, I have to travel through public transportation now, because I had a car accident where I totaled my car, and so um, I I have to use it in order to get anywhere, and so in the past, the car, you know, my car is like, I, I always have excuses, I have anxiety when it comes to driving, um, to especially to places I haven't been before going anywhere that I've never been before um, so the public transportation well I haven't been working because of the accident and then winter break so it's a perfect time for me to um, put all my energy into learning how to learning the public transportation system in this city because um, in in the past when I've been working and trying to figure out something new like that like I I've gotten lost um and confused so uh yeah so when I was I was working at and um I wanted to take one of the trains home it was one of those trains the metro train so it's one of those trains that only come around every 30 minutes um And so I waited forever, and then I got off at my stop, because I had parked my car at a place that I thought that I would remember, but it was nighttime, so everything looked different. Long story short, it took me two hours to get home, um, and lots of walking around in a dangerous part of the city, and all of that. So... You would you would see why I would have anxiety about taking public transportation right but I I now know I'm gonna make sure that I have my phone charged every time that I leave the house so that if I get lost I I have enough you know I have the GPS there to help me out or I can just call lift um, like I did that at practice, um, after practice the other day, it was just like, oh my gosh, I do not want to spend forever getting home and then forever waiting out in the freezing cold. And then the bumpy bus, oh my gosh, the bus is so rough to ride. Like, it's just so bumpy and loud. Um, and so that can be a bit jarring. Um, so I, I spent $20 on a lift to go home and that is not something I would ever do, but I was just that desperate that I was just like, oh my God. I mean, it was a quiet car. It was nice and smooth ride. You know, last thing I needed to do before I went home to go to bed was to be like stressed out and, and worried about being out at night in Chicago, where it's all dark, and I have all these bus transfers in weird parts of towns, you know, so, um, but I think I've been doing pretty good with the public transportation, like, I'm starting to, um, kind of know which routes are better for me to take, and I'm not as scared, uh, to do transfers at certain stops now, because, I mean, I live on the south side, so, I'm like one of the only white people, and and that being said, it's like, just kind of feel like, uh, well, out of place, of course, people look at me and they're like, oh my gosh, like, what is she doing here, <laughs> and that's cool, whatever, um, but it wasn't as big of a deal as I thought it was at um, there's certain places that I'm weary of as far as getting off of the bus, um, as anyone should be, um, no matter what you look like, but, um, I, I kind of have my, my routine starting to go now, and so, um, that's really, like, relieving for me, um, and it's kind of exciting. Like, I'm living the big city life now. I kind of always wanted that. I always loved New York and going to New York and being like, oh, well, I don't have to drive. I could take the public transportation. But it can sometimes be annoying. But, um, you know, Chicago is like a mini slowed-down version of New York, I guess. But... Yeah, I mean, things things are, are getting there. Things are working out. Um, so that's cool. Um, and I think I'm just done now. I'm done talking. Um, so see you next time.